Sex is wonderful. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Just do it inside marriage. All right? Don't don't eat the cake before it's ready. Not you using cake. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, and you say I analogies, don't translate. Uh, I actually meant like an actual cake. Like mm-hmm. when you bake a cake, it's batter. And if you eat it too early, it, it doesn't it, taste it good. Doesn't and taste it will good. make you sick. Yeah. That's right. Don't eat the cake too early. Wait for it to be baked and good before you eat it. <laughs> I want to do over. <laughs> And welcome back, everybody, to the GHG Podcast. Granite, Henny, and Gist. How are we feeling today, guys? <laughs> Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Mm, I, have a, I have a very lovely set of guests today. Y'all know, it's Big Prayer in the building. Come on, give him a shout-out. Come on, give him a shout-out, Big Prayer in the building. <laughs> yes, Big P in the building. You already know what it is. Yeah, cash yeah. me, cash me, cash yeah. me. <laughs> and we have none other... Than Superman himself, <laughs> Mr. Saint, <laughs> Mr. Saint. You know, you know, I had to, you know, I had to come. Look at him right. sitting down there, just um, chill, like. No, no. I'm you know those like guest pastors you bring to church, and you're like, you're introducing them, and they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them about me. Okay, okay. So, so guys, um, just quickly around the table, let's just do introductions right. one more time. My name is Chukwe Bunigom David Mbaman. That, yes. that might be a mouthful for the non-Nigerian yes. listeners. So just slow it down. For Excuse the- me, I'm Nigerian. <laughs> oh, another mouthful for you? <laughs> uh, that, was, that was me slowing it down. That's how that, I say it normally. That was you slowing it down. But you can call me Saint. Saints. Yeah. Saints. Saints. We Saint love Obi. it. We love it. <laughs> mm, okay. Oh. Okay. And, and uh, tell us what you do. Your relationship status and you know any life updates you'd want, like to share with us. Life up. Do you want to go into life updates? No, right no, now? no, no, no. <laughs> highlights, baby. Highlights, 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 highlights. highlights. Right. Highlights. Uh, How long do you have? Ooh. No, that is real. I I'm currently in Nigerian law school on break right now. When I'm not there, I work in the family businesses. We sell sports equipment, gym equipment, luxury sporting goods. And um, I'm a gamer also. Ah. Currently single. Interesting thing about being single is if you're about to be married, you're still single. You have to check single on a box, no matter what. That's shallow. Okay, yeah. nice. You know, you know, I'm gonna hold on to that. And that is that is a big part of what we want to discuss, right? If you're about to be married, you're still single. Okay, okay, I'm gonna hold on to that. I'm gonna hold on to that. <laughs> okay, so so Pearl, come on. Come on. <laughs> Tell yeah, him. so you already know what it is. It's your girl Pearl. It's okay, it's okay. Calm down. I'm just a human being. I love it. Is that how you're supposed to react to Paul hyping you? Yeah. Is, is that the just, real way to You know, react? yeah, I'm a human being and yeah. I, people get so excited when they're around me because I don't know. I just don't I know. Don't know. I'm, just, I'm human. I saw Michael B. Jordan say that, so that's going to be my energy no for the rest of the year. Pre three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. Seen it? Have you mm-hmm. Seen it? Mm-hmm. I'm yet to see it. I'm yet to see it. You I'm should. It. Yeah. You should. I'm gonna spoil everything now. Uh, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not a terrible human being. <laughs> oh my God. All right, all right. So, Paul, what's been happening? What's been happening? Okay. Um. Yeah. So, you guys know my name is Pearl. Um. By day, I'm a lawyer, and by night. <clears throat> 
<laughs> What's been happening, guys? You already know now. Naira's casty, first casty. Mm. That's it. That's my, that's the update of my life. Mm. I'm struggling. Mm. I'm we, I, okay, uh, is is Pearl is Pearl still in the dating market or is <coughs> is, is he so, signed sealed and you know? <laughs> so the way my romantic life is set up right now is in a coma. So mm. we are all praying for the resurrection. But is it is it on life support or you know there's a the kind of coma in Nigeria hospital <laughs> where the person is just inside the room. Then they clean around the patient. You understand? Yeah. Then there's the first one. No, it's a vegetable. It's a vegetable. Yeah. It's a vegetable. Um, But Lazarus will rise again. Ah, I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. You, you know, Lazarus was like straight up dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, like complete. He wasn't like coma, man. Yeah. It depends, on who you, it depends on who you ask, though. Because some scientists swear that once you're dead, you can't come back to life. So the argument was that he was a vegetable. There's Lazarus. There's the little girl. There's Jesus. Yeah, all those oh, people. I think I'm missing one. Fiscal evidence, and yet that scientists dead, dead. say that was straight up dead. The straight up just dead, and they came back to life. Of course, oh. but like like I said, scientists, regardless of the actual fiscal evidence that resurrection exists, they insist that yeah. once you're dead, you can't. Yeah. Well, well, you know, there, there are recent cases where, um, because what do you what do you as a scientist back then, what do you classify as death? Death. When Is it when your heart stops, stops or beating, when your brain or when, shuts you know, down? A lot of things. Yeah, because there are people who. Who died for like five seconds and come and back? And they've come back, know, yeah. That's like why that. they have those like what do they call those? What do they call those machines? That oh, defibrillators. <laughs> yeah, them yeah. ones. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine Nigerian doctors using that? Oh, oh my god. god! Even if you were not hey, dead hey, before, let's, you let's die. Be kind I'm sorry. Let's be kind. Let's be kind. <laughs> we're all Nigerians here. Let's be kind to Nigerians. <laughs> all right. All right. So, Nigerian doctors, catch me outside. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um, today's topic. Today's topic. Um, is about faith. Love and societal pressures. Ooh, my right? favorite things. And and the question of the day, I'm just gonna dive straight in. The question of the day is why does premarital sex seem to be a necessity in 2023? Right? So that's the question of the day. So why does premarital sex seem to be, seem a, necessity? To be a necessity? You know, in, in 2023. It's a complete deal breaker for some. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna elaborate on the question just so there's there's a there's no misunderstanding. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna ask, right? Because Everybody here is above the age of 18. So our experience wouldn't come from 2023, which is only three months in. True, true. No, but, but in 2023, uh, isn't, as that, far isn't time, that a rising? Right, it's, it's more like a. Yeah. You know, it's just expected. Of course, after the third date, if you haven't given up some box, it's just, it's whatever happens, you know, it's, it happens, right? Like, that's the norm. It's like first date, second date, third date, you guys. You know, already, you know, that's like, that's what, that, and that's what Hollywood has betrayed. That's Only three, Hollywood I thought it was 12. Has, it was 12? 12. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It was 12 in, in 2019, probably. So it's but kept, in 2023, it keeps dropping. It's just three days It keeps now. dropping, I'm telling you. It's I'm just Shawama movie. Next okay. thing. <laughs> See, you know, Shawama movie. I can't movie. agree <laughs> with that. I can't even agree with that. If you go back, granted, okay, are we relegating this to Nigeria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mostly, mostly. Our experiences, I have, anyway. I have almost no dating experience in Nigeria. The only one I have is very, very recent. And it was a very, very wonderfully Christian courtship. So there's no dating. There was, we're going to get married. And everything we're doing is in line towards that. So there was no premarital sex. There was just courting. Wow. Oh, beautiful, but, beautiful. Wow. Okay, okay. Saints. So I need, to, I need to know how you were able to um, resist the temptations the, the, obviously the, the, the temptations of the flesh yeah you know 
you know that that's that's what how are you able to to just not want to because because you know you love this person you're you're sexually point, attracted you, to you them know, sex, you have to be sexually attracted yeah. to this person yeah. if not i i don't see right yeah. so how do you how do you stay in the same space in with this person and not want to just Ah, just you know, that you know how do you, how do you do it? How do you do when it? It's not good Knowing that you love this person, you know this for a fact. Like you know, you have your a left hand. You don't believe you have a left hand. You know you have a left hand, and right. that's how that's that's how much you know you love this person. There's a lot to break down there. Mm. So the first thing is how are you going to define love? Is love a feeling or is it an action? For which sex? <laughs> For which what sex? the hell just happened? <laughs> I have to, to do it. No, you know, you know, I think I, don't I think love question. is not a feeling. I think love is a is a command. It's a duty. Okay, that's the way that I see. It anyway, that's why I I told you that my romantic life's on life support because I'm not giving all this love. <laughs> All these niggas out here acting crazy. <laughs> hey, that's our line. That's our line. Uh, <laughs> that's our line. Uh, yep. uh. So love is definitely an action of the will, right? It's a choice you make. The way I, I love defining love, it's a choice you make every single day towards that person. And it comes out in everything you do. So if you love someone, it's not about the feeling that comes once in a while, overpowers you, makes you all giddy and all that fun stuff. It's every choice you make and every action you take. So the person wow. I loved, I wouldn't do that to them. I just wouldn't. But, but what, what do you define you, as no, that? What if, what, if, what if you both wanted? We both wanted it. 100%. Exactly, but, but it's not something, you say do like it's something bad, you know? Well, technically, if you were going to use the Bible straight, oh yes, it's bad. But like, we, we use the Bible. Okay, then we use the Bible. Okay, so Pearl, 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 how, how, about, how about you? Why, why, do you, why do you think this, this seems like the norm? You know, because I've had, I've had you, know, you know, guys say, man, you know, I don't want to be stringed along. I don't want to be... I, like, I need to know if this is a thing I even want to pursue further, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you if you don't give up the box, you know, um, you know, most ladies uh, that hold out, mm-hmm. just the guy just loses interest, moves on to moves the next on. person, yeah. person, right? So it's, it's almost like there's also a pressure, a societal pressure as well. Yeah. You know, because it's like, how do I... I don't even know if I like you like that, right? And it's yeah. like, you have to get that... You have to check that box before we know, oh, before wow, we know. Yeah. I'm, actually, I'm actually for yeah. real. I right? actually had someone tell me that... Um, because they were asking me like so i wasn't i was seeing someone at the time and they were like wow after all this time you lot have still not and i was like no and they were like but now if it if it were me if i were the guy i would have moved on because i would just think you don't like me society and he's not and he's not wrong to a certain extent because you find that um this is so much of a bigger issue you know i don't even want to dive into it because that's a whole podcast episode on its own. <laughs> when you start talking about you know did the, the um levels of temptation you experience with different individuals so you see one girl and one guy saying that girl is loose i got into her bed in a day and then that same girl some other guy saying listen i've been here two years grinding and hustling that is so true you know so there's that's a different conversation yeah right that is so true there's there's certain people you can have there's certain people you could hold standards of piety with and there's just that panty dropper in your dm exactly you know know? so there's all there's all of these things that come into play right when you when 
you're having that discussion on its own. But back to the topic as to why I think it's like become so necessary now i think it was a slow degradation i think it happened very slowly generally i was telling my friend i was like listen somebody was told, telling me sorry not told me please mm-hmm. edit that no, somebody was, was telling English, me english is not our first language <laughs> right right okay. my first hey, language. i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> someone was telling me that <laughs> someone was telling me that they like they're into antique pornography Right, and what I was like, "What the hell is that?" And he said, "If you watch porn from the seventies and the eighties, that women are treated with so much more respect, and there's like a storyline. So maybe the guy helps her with he with her groceries up the stairs, you know, like he's rendered the service, and like she's like, oh, I don't have money, and then she's like, can I take care of this another way?' Meanwhile, now the Fast porn that we have now, it's just like this guy pow, watched porn for the lie story. down and stretch your legs. No, but it's just it's it's just." <laughs> It's just like the degradation generally of our moral compass and the way we the way we look at sex, the way we look at marriage, the way we look at dating, we don't have the same intentions as the original in the original intention okay, for those activities. Fair enough, fair enough. People have a warped sense of sex, people have a warped sense of marriage, people have a warped sense of dating, and I think that's why it's becoming so prevalent because it's only what you have you can pass on. Okay, right? right? So now the way that you would teach about the birds and bees to your child is much different From than what our parents taught us because they were facing different realities. Oh, now you can't be telling your child different. bird and bees because at seven, he's playing Fortnite, somebody comes online and whispers something in his ear. Exactly. Or oh, shares a link to something. Thank you. Thank you. It's so easy. So now you have to be direct and say, this is a penis, this is a vagina. They don't touch each other until you're married. <laughs> so it's just that tiny degradation that we're now seeing like, we're seeing the culmination of it. That's I what I think. I, re- I remember when um I, I, I we were watching... Uh, was it Movie Channel? This is back like 10, 15 years ago. There was something called Movie Channel. I'm sitting... Mnet. 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 And, and the, I remember being with my with my mom. Uh, You know, my mom, my sister is in the room. We're just there chilling, uh, watching TV. Whenever they were about to kiss, I remember I'd have to like... Me and my sister would have to like look away from the TV, you know... Not because we didn't want to, we weren't curious. It was because our mom was in the room. Yeah. Right? As opposed to, you know, now. <laughs> now that your mom, not, is, your mom is your playing mom. Cardi B songs <laughs> and you're five years old singing. Wha- all the lyrics. Wha- all the lyrics. Where ass, where what? ass what? I will so, smack the. Okay, so. I'll, so I'll just smack you. Where ass what? <laughs> The only pussy you should be concerned about is the one that purrs. Are you mad? (laughs) (laughs) Your mom is listening to Cardi B. (laughs) That's your mom. Okay, so it's the internet and the culture, I'm guessing, right? Do we blame the the internet first? No. Actually, no. So the timeline you gave that guy with the antique pornography was very interesting because you said the 70s. There is a theory, and I really like this one, that the sexual revolution and what predated it is what changed our ideas of sex and premarital sex in all forms, which is the introduction of birth control. Birth control that actually worked. So pre the pill, pre pre like most forms of contraception, most people weren't going to have sex until they got married because you could have a kid and a kid is a real commitment. commitment. Like it's a whole human being you have but to take care it? of. And you... Back then, too, people exactly. weren't running away from mm-hmm, that. Like, mm-hmm. if you bring in the male element, people yeah. weren't running away from that. Birth control became a thing. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it's a choice to have kids. Yeah. And there is sexual freedom for women who were bearing the burden of having kids. So, mm-hmm. like, if you had sex with a guy, 
He could just walk out of your life and you would be left there with the kid. But if you have birth control, I can have sex with any guy. You don't guy. have to be left there, sis. This um, right. adoption, adoption, just drop the baby, yeah. keep moving, you know, the, you're a soft girl. The theory there is that that level of freedom changed the rules about sex in society completely. Because now anybody can have sex whenever they want out of a marriage and there's almost no consequence for it. Right. Game changer. So now people need to redefine the rules of sex. The problem is people like to get what they can get anytime they can get it. Like no humans. one's going to hold themselves back if they don't have to, which is humans. which comes to the sinful nature of human beings, yeah. right? Move forward 40 years, we still haven't figured it out, right? Because we're in the 60s, 2000s, we still haven't figured it out. We have a bunch of children who are growing up knowing that's an option. And so you have... If you ask almost every girl who was born in the 90s when she lost her virginity, if she has lost it, it's between the ages of 13 and 15. Oh, yeah. Couple, I, I that, can, yeah, with, yeah. couple that with girls hitting their periods a lot earlier than before. If you go back to the 60s, women were hitting their periods at the age of 21, 24. Wait, wait, for real? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I had no idea. I actually didn't know this. Google it. I didn't know this. Okay. <laughs> Google it. Periods weren't a thing that happened when you were 9 to 12. They were when you were like a fully grown woman. So is this the food? Is this the World War II? What, what happened? <laughs> Women just couldn't wait any longer. What, what happened? Like, World give War me II. the pain now. What happened? I'm not exactly sure what happened. We need to look. We need to, we need to find. But that, that's exactly wild. Sure that's happened. wild. Yeah. No, but, but, then, but then I know the world has... Uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, there's mm-hmm. an underpopulation problem. Yeah. There's not there's not overpopulation problem. Yeah. We, we we don't have we don't have an overpopulation problem. So maybe that is a good thing, right? The correct way to say it's actually is the trajectory we're heading on is underpopulation. The world is currently slightly overpopulated, but trending, we're going towards underpopulation. underpopulation. Less people want kids, less people are going into marriages, family as a yeah. unit, into marriages in general. So the world's looking at the decline of population. I think that is an interesting school of thought, but I don't necessarily agree with um, have sexual freedom leading to where we are now with regards to premarital sex just being a given at this point. No, but birth control was a game changer, though. It changed mm, everything. Was birth control as much of a game changer as to how people viewed sex as much as, for instance, pornography? Because Access. when you're talking about birth control as its own, you know, there's so many things birth control can do, but it can't change your view of sex. Birth control, you've said correctly, gives you the freedom to choose when you stop giving birth. But as someone who already has the principle that sex is reserved for marriage, birth control does not have the power to change that principle. So all you know is when I do get married, then I can choose whether I want to have birth control or have 15 kids. However, pornography tells you that one woman can be with 15 men, mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. pleasure with 15 men outside the confines no of marriage, no consequences. And she looks like she's having a good time. She looks like she's there for a ride. These so-called porn actresses, actors, go on to live lavish lives. They're in Bermuda today, Malta tomorrow. I think as much as birth control did give people the freedom, it would have still been in the confines of marriage if sex 
kept on being something that was seen as accessible to people who are married. The internet. So I guess there we go. Which yeah. is why I said the internet. It's definitely, it's definitely an interesting school of thought to bring in birth control, but I still think that the higher ranking mind shift when it came to sex, marriage, dating, all of that, is pornography. Is the access to sex without the need for a formal instant, document. Instant gratification. Yes. Instant gratification. It opened people's it opened people's minds and ideas to all sorts of so there's all sorts of um pornography that was new in the 70s and the 80s. Think about things like BDSM. BDSM reached its peak during that period. Peak. Now you're talking to a married man about BDSM. He picked that woman from a conservative home. And he's trying to... And he's trying to explore those desires. He knows he cannot explore it with Cynthia. Because Cynthia... When he met Cynthia, she was a virgin. (laughs) Cynthia doesn't know anything about being whipped. For Cynthia, you only got whipped when you did something bad. (laughs) So you obviously can't do that with Cynthia. And now pornography has exposed you to that. And now you think this is a desire you want to explore. Then you start looking, you know. So I think a lot of, a lot of it came from the internet and from just the influx of sex and sexual things to people who were not married. Like you can't show single people that sort of, you can't expose. That's the thing about the mind. It's such a powerful tool. It is such a powerful tool. You can't expose a single person to those kind of pictures and expect them to wait till marriage to to act it out. No, 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 no. That seed is germinating. It's, it's, you know, it's building desires that weren't even there in the first place. And I don't think that's something that birth control could have done. The access to birth control could have done as much as, you know, the internet or pornography did. May I? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, please. (laughs) Interestingly, like, I like that idea. I like the idea. I like the thought process. It's logical. The impediment is the data shows that most men, they don't have as much data for women because they're not, they're not the primary consumer of porn. Yeah. Most men who watch porn actually lose libido. The more porn you consume, the less you want to go out and mm-hmm. have sex with a woman. So it would be, the data wouldn't support the idea that pornography sent people into a sex frenzy. Okay. Almost. It, it supports the opposite. What is interesting, though, in what you've said is the idea that porn pushed the boundaries of sex. And so people ended up doing the most risque or harmful things to other people because of sex. Like there are, ooh, where was it? I think about two years ago, there was a woman who identified as a wolf. Yeah. And that was purely like a sexual thing for her. Yeah. And there's people who identify as other animals and they just want you to beat them and so on and so forth. So it definitely pushed the bounds of what people thought was okay during sex. And everybody wanted to get on this fad of doing like the most risque things. Like, yeah. oh, I did this with this person, this with that person. And have you tried this? Even have you tried it with four people at the same time, five people at the same time, six people at the same time? These are ideas that one person curated in their minds was able to translate into audio and video and pass that seed on to so many people. It's now becoming the norm. For yeah. people to say, yeah, I've been in a threesome. Yeah, I've been... And that in itself... three. Let me just say that the person that created sex, right? The defined how we should be used. Yeah, the, the person that created sex the, defined the how we should be used. that created sex? Yes, he's a person. He is a person. Meet him today and your life will be changed forever. He's a personality, he's a person. he's not a person. Oh, he's, he's a, a person. personality, he's a person. not a person. He is a person. <laughs> oh. A personality cannot be touched with feelings. He can't feel what you're feeling. He is a person. Like he's all of that. You can have a personal relationship with him. 
But as far as thinking of him as a person, this is a completely different. We're gonna play off. Segway, segway. I will bring in. I will bring in theology to explain why he is a person. As far you can experience him with five senses, he is a person. I love theology. Okay, another another time. But I'm saying that you know the the normalization, right? It's something that literally comes from one person's mind and. Maybe back in the day before the internet and the dissemination of quick dissemination of information, when you thought about something like that, you wouldn't want to share it. When you thought about when you thought about like a weird fetish, like, oh, I imagine someone's toes in my mouth. You're not gonna say at a party dinner, you're not gonna say like in in a social function. It's just something in your mind. But now there was now an avenue for these people to explain their perversions in an attractive Forums. way. Forums and pass forums. on those perversions. Like, I think definitely if you give birth to a child today and you tell that child, listen, sex is refined for marriage. It's literally a fire and you must use it when you have a fire extinguisher, which is marriage, right? So if you use it without that, then it burns everything down. And you tell that child and you keep telling that child and that child is in a home, no access to the internet, no access to anything. And I that, was that child. No, 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 you're not because you're outside. And that child is in the home. And when that child becomes of age, you bring a woman in and you meet that child. And that child meets the woman. They And they have sex, you know, for the first time. All of that will be normalized. And that's literally the situation we had before the internet. It was just you and your community. What you knew was limited to you and your community and true. the cultures and that the norms. That is true. But now there's such great... Information overload. I'm telling you, it's just so easy for many people. When I ask them, like, because I'm into, I'm into very, very deep, intimate conversations with the most random people. I can be on the bus and ask you what your fetish is, you know. And when you ask them, and then you try to trace the fetish back, you're like, when did you start? Like, when did you start getting into? You've had interviews. Literally, like at the weirdest times, I've been in Cold Stone. I'm like on an ice cream queue, and I'm like, hey, what's up? How you doing? What's your What's your fetish? Yeah, I'm weird like that. I'm weird. I'm absolutely. I don't have the. We've, we've I don't have the filters. same. Yeah, no, <laughs> zero to one hundred no with me. <laughs> just don't meet me if you're not ready to ask answer hard questions. Because I I just always want to know like where did this fetish come from? And then you hear okay, is when I watched this. Is when I was exposed to this. Is when I was. You, you never hear that. It's just something that I've always had on the inside of me. You almost never hear that. Sometimes you do. But sometimes fetishes come, and most times they come from what we feed our minds. Okay, so okay. once that content became depraved, so did our morals as a society. I think so. Okay. Okay. So 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 now my next question is: How do we maintain sexual purity in a culture that often glorifies promiscuity and casual sex? You know. So that's, I think that's a perfect follow-up. You know. No. So so the, the society actually encourages it. There's yeah. only fans. You're you're rewarded. I've, 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 See, I, I'm going to go and look for that video. But there's literally, I've seen a pastor saying that you can't buy something without tasting it first. Okay. In the marriage oh, that's, seminar. That's, that's so so it's not, yeah, mindset. like the society is literally big on this. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I understand. I understand that, yeah, you, I mean, you don't buy a car, right? You don't buy a car without taking it out for a test drive. Yeah, right? but human beings are well, not cars. Well, human beings are cars, exactly. What the hell are you <laughs> like, testing? Human beings no, are cars. An- analogies always miss something when you use an analogy. They don't translate over completely or perfectly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to answer your question, it's you build a life that removes it as an option. So that's, that's what we ended up doing. That's what I ended up doing. In law school, we wanted to have a party. I say we because... 
the entire year one. They're like, let's have a party. And I'm like, okay, I can help you design a poster or a flyer, sure, but I'm not going. They're like, why aren't you going? You want to have a party on a rooftop at night with a bunch of single people who are going to be drunk. Recipe for disaster. What am I doing there? <laughs> why am I going there? Please tell me. To have fun. Uh, to, to, to enjoy your youthful... But Beautiful. no, that's not true because there's there's barbecues um in the day, there's pool parties in the day. You know, there's other ways to have fun with your friends and socialize. And I stand with you on that because sometimes, yeah, as a Christian, I I call it the Christian dilemma. As a Christian in 2023, you're having a constant battle in your mind because everything, and I'm saying everything that you find in scripture has a direct contrast in our society. It has a direct contrast. It's almost a battle all the time between what you're seeing and what you know, what you fed your mind and what you're seeing, what you fed your mind and what you're seeing. And those things, those two things are always at war with one another. And it's so difficult to have to explain to people. But Roman culture, ancient Roman culture, if you did the ceremony and you did not consummate, you were not married. You weren't married, yeah. You weren't married. Because that act of oneness is what unifies both body and spirit, which is the purpose of marriage. It's not a party. It's unification. So when you when you walk around having sex with 15 people and you keep telling yourself that it's just fornication, meanwhile, we define fornication wrongly, but that's another theological argument because fornication is idolatry. It's not having sex before marriage. Having sex before marriage is marriage in itself. That is my school of thought anyway. Because if you're that is if you're that is very if you're you're if you're doing the one act that valid that what what's the word? Validates the ceremony to be a marriage, then you can't claim that just because your mindset or your consent isn't there to marry the person, you're not married to the person. These are spiritual acts, they have spiritual meanings, and you can't do them and then offset the consequences because of your mind state. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But okay, but 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 going back, but going back to to the question, (laughs) going back to the question though. No, it's it's interesting. But going back to the question, I I I want us to give give some practical, um, applications. Okay, let me give you four practical ways. Let me give you four. Let me give you four things. Let me give you four things. Right, I'll give you four things that you can do to maintain your purity in a world that seems to be one. Move in silence. Move in silence. The hardest thing to do is fight peer pressure. It's so difficult to keep on explaining to people why you and your partner are not having sex. I find that that was one of the things I struggled the most with when I was in such a situation. Everybody wants to know what's the problem, what's going on. Move in silence. When people ask questions, just nod your head. Are you guys doing it? Are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. That's one practical way to do it. Two, you and your partner need to communicate and set boundaries, right? So Paul and I were different people. For me, you could touch my arm and I would feel nothing. And I could touch your arm and immediately you're aroused because that's literally... So you and your partner need to communicate and set sexual boundaries so that you're not, like you said, smelling the apple but not biting it. You're literally getting close to doing it, but you're not necessarily doing it. But you've not set those boundaries, so eventually you're going to do it. There's a very, very old Yoruba proverb that says, if you keep on smelling it, after a while, you're going to taste it to know the quality. Mm. So, Can you say it in Yoruba? (laughs) No, I can't actually. 
I'm British, so I don't speak. I'm speaking English. That's the second thing. So yeah, define your boundaries. You know that when you see him at night, it's different, right? So, so stop seeing him at night, you know, because at the end of the day, I think a lot of it has to do with impatience. This is someone you're going to end up probably being able to draw his private parts after a few years of being married. You'll probably be able to draw him from your, from your memory. So there's nothing you're excited to do now that you won't eventually do. It's just, it's just the way that you always wanted to drive, right? So I'm sure me personally, from the age of four, I always wanted to drive. I'll sit in the passenger seat and I'll be moving my legs around. But you just know that it's not the time yet, right? So that's why you don't get behind the wheel, right? Because you know, if you get behind the wheel, you could die. No. Let's see as that serious. So one, define, one, move in silence. Two, define your boundaries. Three, my third bit is literally create um, other forms of intimacy with your partner. So I, th- I think a lot of times we, th- we seek from our romantic partners, that feeling of being wanted. Many times we don't even want to have sex. We just need to know that our partners want to have sex with us. We just want to feel craved, desired, okay. at least from a female perspective, right? We want to feel craved and desired by the person we're with. We want to feel like they literally can't breathe when they're not next to us. Right. So create other forms of intimacy. There's a huge array of resources on this, guys. Just Google. Very intimate, intimate quality time you can have with your partner. Ideas that have nothing to do with sex. Because sex is not intimacy. Sex is not intimacy. Sex is sex. Intimacy is different. So there's other ways you can achieve intimacy with your partner. It could be just laying on their chest. It could be just them running their hands through your hair. It could be a kiss on the forehead. There's so many other ways you can have those intimate touches and still do so within the confines of purity and morality and then my last tip is pray 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 with your partner pray talk to god about your urges you know like somebody told me something a long time ago he said god sees your dirty thoughts so why can't you express it in words to him we always see it Ah. like oh there's so many things that when i'm praying i can't say because god is holy but he sees your dirty thoughts and he remains god his holiness is not touched so Express it to him like, God, right now, you know, I'm having blue balls. My balls are heavy. (laughs) Help me, Lord. Help me. Like, you actually need to pray. Pray with your partner as well. You know, hold hands with your partner and pray for strength, you know, for the endurance to see it through, you know. So those are the four things that immediately come to me when I think about practical steps. All right, nice. Nice. Say, do you you agree or do do you have anything to add? Okay. How how deep can I go? Um, mm. um so deep keep, it, keep it PG, please. Keep, keep it PG. PG. No, no, no. It's, it's all it's all PG. It's nothing you can't get out of the uh, out of the best selling book in the world. Right? Mm. No. If you look if you look at scripture, right? Scripture tells you a couple of things. The first thing it tells you is the example you have with Joseph, Joseph and Potiphar's wife. We don't know how hot she was. Mm. Right, and she must have been because those Egyptian women. <laughs> but we know it's not a question of how hot she was, or there would have been a description of her beauty and how alluring she was. Mm-hmm. Right, the Bible is very straight to the point on it. She won to him, mm-hmm. and he ran. So one For of your his life. 
<laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. One of his first inter one of the, one of the most pivotal interactions with lust you see in the Bible. The answer is to flee. The next one you get. Wait, 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 wait. literally run. Physically yeah, run. Run, run from it. Beware the promiscuous woman. She will call for you in the streets and all this fun stuff, and you should run. Wow. You should just turn around and walk the other way. I think I think there's uh, just not to cut you in, but I think there's a biological reason for that. Oh, no, most definitely. So, do you know what you secrete when you're running? Do you know what they're called? They're endorphins. When you're when you're running, yeah. But isn't that the same thing you secrete when you? Um, yeah. It is. Oh wow. Yeah. So that's what that's, that's what gives you the runner's high then when yeah. you're like ah. you get endorphins and dopamine. Yeah. And then you, when you have run. some release of. It was such an interesting take. I heard someone say it one day, and I was like, "Oh, that makes so much sense." Because by the time you're done running, you can't even remember the arousal, oh, you know, that you had had. I'm okay. so sorry. That's no, cool. <laughs> go ahead. It goes if you go from Proverbs further into the New Testament, you get the really famous line that if your arm would cause you to skip to sin, if your eyes would cause you to sin, and so on and so forth, just remove it. It essentially says take yourself out of any situation that will cause you to sin, and that includes what you see with your eyes. So going back to what we were talking about Mm. earlier, porn, but not just porn, but what you see in terms of the other sex. Thank Ah, you. And then where you go, right, where your feet will take you, what your hands will do. All these things come together to push you into premarital sex. You, you, if you, you build your life up in such a way that you don't have any big games. I don't play because the sexual content in those games are just too high. There's, there's, uh, oh, I see. I'm not going to lie to myself. There's a game I started playing, and we're going to say the names. So mm. it goes down that road, right? <laughs> there's a game I started playing, and it's a gacha game, and it's essentially what people call a waifu collector. Okay, okay. Which is problematic, because the game was really fun, but every single moment of the game, there is a half-naked woman on your screen. Like, Yeah. Exactly. So now I can't play this game. I really like it's. It was actually a really fun game. Great story. Oh wow. Great oh, story. Wow. Great graphics. Great um. What's the word now? Well, not UI, but mechanics of the game. Oh, actually, wow. great. Oh wow. Okay. But it would lead me to sin. So we're just like nah. Just like, avoid it completely. And that's, that's so the first thing is avoid it. Second thing is don't lie to yourself. And I see people do this all the time. Going back to that conversation about the party in law school. We know what's gonna happen there, right? <laughs> when we're not, we're not children. If you go back to high school in Nigeria, mm-hmm. the earliest, the first party I ever went to was an Alasher International School, right? On the way to the party, one of the seniors said this: "Like, if you're not sagging, you're gay." I didn't know what being gay meant, <laughs> but I also I knew I didn't want to sag. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just gay. <laughs> Right. So that's, that's, that's the a great way to come out of the closet. <laughs> I mean, wow, okay, I didn't know. Uh, must be gay. I didn't find out what being like what like yeah. what that was to like, like four or five years later. But that's on the way to the party, right? The the basis of the conversation is sexuality. Mm-hmm. You get to the party and you see things you've never seen in your life at that point. From people you least expect like And so so I didn't go to those parties anymore. And you know, the interesting thing is the parties always had the lower level and the higher level. And the higher level was where all the nasty stuff yep, happened. The yep, lower level yep. was tame. You know, there was Fanta. Yeah. There was, and, there was Fanta and music the, and there was some light. You go upstairs and there's darkness. no light. <laughs> this is hell. No, this, this is, is hell. There's no Welcome light. Welcome to hell. <laughs> so, the second thing is don't lie to yourself. You know some things are going to happen if you go to a particular place. You just don't go there. 
You just don't. Mm-hmm. If you say some particular things, there's a line in the Bible that tells you don't make perverse jokes. Because it's a gate. It is legitimately the easiest gateway ever for you saying something, putting the idea in somebody's mind, and then suddenly you find yourself there and you don't know. This is, this, is, this, is, this is even if you believe yourself to have a very high level of self-control. Self-awareness, self-control, you know, I could literally, like, I, I want to imagine someone like Dave Chappelle can make a joke about anything and be disconnected from whatever, you know, whatever is actually saying. Like, I mean, I can make a joke about, you know, sex, for yeah. example, some perverse sexual acts, yeah. but not have anything, like, obviously, when you've gotten to a level of maturity and... You know, you have that that uh, you know self control. Self control right? is a myth. It's a myth. It's a myth. And I'm I'm being hyperbolic here. So you can train the most insane level of self control. People have done it. You've seen monks do yes. it. You've yes. seen normal people. Yes. Children can do it. There's a there's a psychology test they give children where they give them a marshmallow on a, on a plate or something equivalent to a marshmallow and say, you know what, if you don't eat this in the next thirty minutes. I'll give you a second one. one. Yeah. Right? So even children have some level of self-control. But the reality is, you can't depend on yourself to that extent. You know this because you get up in the morning and it's a fight with yourself to do everything you need to do. For that day. That is good for you. Not even that's bad for you. But it's good for you. Mm -hmm. So now imagine something that feels good but isn't good for you. Mm. Right? How much more self-control do you need? Right. And how long do you need to keep that self-control So to avoid for? stress, avoid it all. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, okay. So now I, I, I want to I share a story very quickly. Um, Ooh, this is a story. Story time. Story, no, it's a story, a story I heard um, uh, over the radio, actually. Right? Um, and, you know, it's actually what, what led me to say, okay, let me, let me create this topic and actually, you know, hear what you guys have, uh, you know, think about it. Because there was a couple, mm-hmm. right? That, um, you know, they were dating initially, and apparently this guy was super, like, super Christian, you know, I don't want to have sex before marriage, you know, um, you know, he was, he was, he was, he checked all the boxes, Mm -hmm. he checked all the boxes, he was the perfect guy, you know, the dates were on point, everything was on point. You know, the, and then this is the girl bragging to her friends, like, can you imagine, he doesn't even want to have sex, like, he just, he just, you know, he's, he's perfect. Right. Can't imagine one of my friends telling me that. Right? You know, yeah, but imagine your friend mm-hmm. telling you, say, wait, wait, you mean he, he's doing all these things for you and he's not even saying, no, he says he doesn't want to have sex. He wants to get married first and everything. Impossible, right? Impossible catch in 2023. Right. Right? And um, fast forward, so they get married. And it turns out that this guy, whenever he ejaculates, his, his, uh, his ejaculate comes with blood. So, so he, he, yeah, so when he, when he, so when he ejaculates, it comes with blood and it's an actual painful experience for him. Ugh. Right. So, which means sex was never a big deal for it. Like, I'm not like, it's painful. This thing that's pleasurable for you guys, I have a condition that makes it painful for me. So, so basically they were only having sex after they got married, like maybe once every three months. Oh. Damn it. You know, so, so like I'm, I'm having sex with you to get a baby. Like I'm in pain. I'm literally just having sex with you so I could just get get you pregnant and I'm done. Like this sex thing is not, you know, but I'm still spiritual. I'm still a good guy. I'm still everything. The 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 woman lost her mind. Fast forward, they're divorced, obviously, because you know that doesn't work. 
And you know, the lady, uh, I remember them, them saying that the, the lady just kept on saying, if we just had sex one time before I said I do, I, right, I would have avoided, I would have avoided this, this two, three years of you know wasting my time because you know you know how it can is Not, I'm just saying, this, is, this is just a this is just a story simpler. this is just a story I but can i can i give her a much simpler answer if they've actually just had a truthful conversation about sex so if you, if you go back to what you were t- talking about the situation was built around us growing up it's like yeah don't have sex till you're married and that's it yeah there's a there's a preacher Vody Balkum. he has this description of sex which is sex is amazing it's wonderful. It's beautiful. It feels good. It's this wonderful thing that's supposed to represent the union between Christ and his bride, the church. Yeah. And it's a reflection of that. It is a sanctifying, redeeming act. Yeah. It is the most amazing thing. Yeah. Just wait till you're married. That's, that's it. That's it. It's right. really it's that wonderful. simple. Don't, it's not something you should be afraid of. It's not something that you in a sense, have to run from. It's amazing, beautiful. It's created for your pleasure. For, for If you're talking to your kid, it was created so you can exist. Okay, fair enough. Fair right? Enough. It's not something you run from in that sense where you hate it and you don't talk about it. Like, imagine if we had conversations about sex in the church. Right? Which we, we don't, by Which the way. Which we don't, right? The, don't, the, the conversation right now is no conversation. that once you start talking, some... Dark secrets can, be can start unveiling. Some dark secrets. So they don't even go there. They don't even go there. They just want to talk about grace and holiness and mm-hmm. sanctification. Which is weird because it is part of the process, right? Yeah. Get married so you don't burn in passion. I would rather you get married and you burn in passion. It's part of quote unquote salvation, yeah. so to speak. It's a it's a it's a part of being sanctified almost. Right? And there's no healthy conversations about sex. So the only conversations you're hearing are the bad ones, which lead you to do bad things. Right? There's no there's there's a lack of honesty between people who are even intending to marry. If they had a truthful conversation and he said, interesting thing about human beings is we like to be very, very understanding. Yeah. Even towards the most evil things ever, because some part of us thinks to ourselves, I could do that someday, and I would like somebody to forgive me if I didn't. Mm-hmm. If you tell somebody the honest truth about your situation, you then give them the power to decide. But A, we're scared of doing that because nobody wants to put their power or their life in somebody Someone else's, else's hands. Hand. Right? But that's that's what marriage is supposed to be. Like We talked about the unification of the body by sex, but it's also supposed to be a unification of the mind and the spirit. You talk to somebody, you open up yourself completely to that person. There's not a single part of you that they don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm, so, right? so. Your minds meet, your bodies meet, your spirits meet. They have that conversation. This man says, look, this is the honest truth. When I come, I bleed. She, she doesn't. The marriage never happens. <laughs> that's very succinct. The, the, the marriage never happens. He will actually... There's no way of knowing. Do you know that. something? No, 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 no. I'm 100 no, no. percent. Let me, no. let me, let me Pearl, tell you, Pearl, Pearl, Pearl. There's no way of knowing that. If, you, if I tell you, there's so many things you, that no, no, can no, happen after that conversation. Have sex with you once every quarter. Will you marry me? It but, doesn't matter. So no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Excuse me, Paul. What do you mean? Most likely, <laughs> most likely, Paul is right. But here's the flip side, right? For every body that exists, there is actually a multitude of people 
who would perfectly fit your situation if you were simply honest about it. Yep. Right? Honesty is the biggest exclusionary rule. It literally separates everybody who isn't good for you from everybody who is good for you. And the truth is, there's 8 billion people in the world. Maybe 100 people are good for you. Wow. Maybe. Wow. 100 is a lot. What's 100? How are you going to find them? There's dividends distributed all around the world. How are you going to find those 100 well, people? It, it, yeah. does, it doesn't matter, right? As long as you're honest, you will find them. That's the truth. And I know this actually from my not-so-Christian living. <laughs> not so Christian. My not so Christian. Because everybody's born Jesus a sinner. Christ, even you. Yeah. Everybody's born a sinner. His name don't, is Saint. His don't name forget. Is Saint. But he wasn't always a saint. <laughs> yeah, don't forget where you came from. The truth is, even in your sin, if you're honest, you will find people who will sin with you. That's on true. that level of that sin. That is true. That is true. Imagine how much more on something that isn't sinful. Like, you owe yourself that level of honesty with whoever you want to spend your life with. I don't even understand how you're entering a marriage with lies. Where do they find you guys? Mm, I know, I know. It's well. Why are you entering a a marriage with lies? I have a joke for this. She's like, where do you find this guy? On the streets. No. (laughs) Erroneous. They're mostly in church. Mostly, (laughs) like, on those front seats. Actually, actually. Nodding as the pastor's talking. Yes, yes, yes. yes, Nodding. I'm saying these guys are But they're trash. Yes, no, no. That's why you must have discernment. Because the majority of them are in church. Yeah, no. Because, because again, this guy was perfect. He checked all the other boxes. He just had this one defect. I have found better people in the so-called streets (laughs) than I have amongst the beloved. Well, that's, 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 that's... Two things. There's two things on that one. The first one is you shall know a tree by its fruits, right? The second thing is when you see somebody who looks perfect, you need to remember there's this really one of my favorite lines that Jesus said: "None is good but God." Mm-hmm. Everybody's bad. Everybody's flawed. Everybody. I'm gonna write a song on let that. Let me quote Hannah Everybody Montana. Bad, Every, <laughs> Everybody, Everybody makes, makes mistakes. mistakes. Everybody has those days. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an HM fan. Right? <laughs> the the problem is. Matthew 27 also, everybody is a hypocrite. As a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. So the people in, in church who want to be holy, who are relying on their own righteousness, essentially. Yeah. People who are boastful, doing everything for everybody else to see. Yeah. You need to watch out for them. They're, they're, you can relate them to the Pharisee who yeah. thought they were good, but in reality they weren't. They were the no worst of a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So you will find those people in church, definitely. The, the reason it's easier to see somebody in the so-called streets and think of them as good is because they're upfront about it. Yeah. And that's, that's the most you can actually ask of people in general. Just, just be honest. Just be honest. All right. All right. I mean, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's just, again, the, the greed, the human nature, just the fear of, you know, probably the guy is, is you know, getting old. Say, bro, you have to find a wife. Maybe his past experience, he was honest and the girl ran away. Right? Yeah, he's probably tried it once, twice, three times. He's like, you know what? Maybe if I leave this little detail out, I can find this. That was such a stupid train of thought. (laughs) Like, I've told all these (laughs) women and they've They've run run away away from me. So, how about I lock one down and then tell her when she can't run? Human beings, the greed. You don't even want her to want you, you just want her to be trapped. You're evil. Yeah. You're evil, guys. Remember this. Oh, no, you're no, no. evil. Everybody's because evil. if you're if if you want to be accepted, then you just keep telling, you know, the truth. If you ever want to be loved and accepted and seen, you just keep telling the truth. But yeah. if you want to trap someone, if you want to get someone to a point where they can't just turn their backs on you and then tell them the truth, 
you know what you're doing. Yeah. You're evil. Okay. So kind. Now, 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 just uh, before before we close out, there's also a very no. Strong, let's not close. This is a very strong correlation. <laughs> there's a very strong correlation between uh, premarital sex and divorce, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a statistic for you if you uh, want please, it. Please, please, no, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so if you've had more than two partners before you get married you have a 30 to 33 percent chance of your marriage going the distance jesus christ i'm finished all right if you're sorry that was just like immediate reaction what right? which is very interesting right and of course with anything that re- that refers to the human body it's worse for women Right? If you're a woman and you've had more than two partners, it's worse for you than it is for a guy. Guys, really doesn't matter to them. But, here's the best part. If you're both virgins going in, your marriage will go to distance. 70% of the time, you do not get divorced. Ever. But it's still not 100. Yeah, it's not 100. But it's still not divorce, 100. Divorce has many reasons. That's my like, problem. It's still not 100%. Sex is, such, sex is such, such a small part of marriage that for that to be the reason for 100% of divorces will be erroneous. Yeah. I was telling mm-hmm. somebody, it's, sex is both the most and least important thing part in of, a marriage. Yeah. yeah. Because, because literally, I've, I've had like, like a lot of women complain that yeah. they're just not... This is not what they signed up for. Like, I didn't... Because you know how it is now. A guy would do all the madness, have all the Can you now bring world. your spare parts? Are you now, no, are you now going to marry one nice virgin, put her in the house, and at that time, you're bored of sex. You're probably having sex with her so few times. And she's now complaining, like, my husband doesn't give me attention. And yeah. it's like, it's just... Ah, so the problem is there is actually we tell young men, you know what? Get some experience first and then get and then get married. And it's twofold. We tell men, look, you're too young to get married now. Go get married later. Which is which is wrong, right? You want to spend the best years of your life with the person you're gonna spend your whole life with. That's what builds intimacy. That's what builds trust. Because the day you get injured or you fall down, you can't walk anymore. The person who's been with you the longest who's going to stay and go distance with yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. Right? The other problem is we've created a society where to be crass, it's a dick measuring contest. Yes. Right? Yes. How big is it and how well can you work it? Which is a problem because now you have men going out to get good at it. The problem is when and you get... And they still don't. <laughs> the problem is... So how about you... you just ask the Holy Spirit to help you find the vagina? <laughs> No, no, just read, just read Songs of Solomon. Like, the Bible is a very nice book. Oh, does it, no tell, does it tell you about way. the three holes? It tells you how to do everything. Mm, no lovely. way. No way the Bible tells you Go how to do it. Go and read the Songs of Solomon. Please, reading is not Go enough. As the only, there's many people that read. They don't, see, some people are just not, they're not, like, they are, they are kinetic learners. They actually <laughs> have to do to learn. Yeah. Which comes to the second So ask the Holy Spirit point. to help you. Which is the other problem? You have all these men who are going out and having sex with all these women that aren't the women they're going to end up with. Mm. Right? You can get good at pleasing the general the general populace, mm. but it doesn't mean anything for pleasing your actual woman. That's the first one. On, on the other side, you but have... But Tolani likes it like this. Come meet Tolani then. So sorry. I'm so sorry. That is a perfect way to put it, actually. <laughs> that is a perfect way to put it. But now, who's Tolani? That's what I have to ask. <laughs> See, the flip side now is you also have women who are having sex with multiple men and then they can't get satisfied by the one man 
that, that they, end, they up end up with. with. Sex Life Ooh, on Netflix. Like, so true, yeah. That is such a good mm. series. Mm. People actually, it's very interesting. You tell somebody, look, I've only had sex with one person ever and it's amazing. And you know what the instant reply to that is? Uh, you, don't you don't know, know what unless you try the rest of them. Which doesn't make sense because if you apply logic, right? If you've only ever, imagine you've only ever tasted vanilla ice cream in your life. It's the best ice cream in the world. Exactly. It is. Valena is actually. Now, you could go up there and try chocolate. And maybe you like chocolate more than you like vanilla. And mostly because chocolate is just new. But you could absolutely hate chocolate. You could also also hate chocolate completely. Now, vanilla seems a lot better, but you're never going to forget that chocolate. Now, Mm. vanilla is always in reference to chocolate. It's a lose-lose situation. But but then, but Mm. then, there's also a flip side where if you experience chocolate and you hate it, you're going to appreciate the vanilla even more. Or you could like chocolate way more than you ever liked vanilla. But how are you ever going to know if you don't try? (laughs) Do you know what? Do you know what? what? Let's start this episode again. (laughs) (laughs) Different answers to every question now. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) All right, guys. No, no, no. I mean, this has been a very lovely conversation. You know, I've I've learned a lot. your, Your tips... You, the, you know the tips. The tips you guys gave are, you know, you know how I say easier said, That's easier done. said. You know because again, you know with that that passion, that fire when you're with your partner, it's so hard. Let it push you. So let it push you. Let it push you. Unless you're doing long relationships. Let the passion push you to marriage instead of it to push you to sin. Let it push you to something that's beneficial, right? Because we always have this idea that the person that we're with is not the person we're meant to be with, and there's someone better out there yep. and most of the time it's a lie thank just, you, thank just, you, internet. just by pure arithmetic thank you, it's a lie for doing you that. think you have so many options when you've just been giving this one person for a purpose so instead of allowing the passion push you to sin let it push you to marriage there is no thankfully it's the cut of age is 18 do you understand the cut of age not, is actually not in Nigeria it's 13 in Nigeria no, oh, no, no, it's still eighteen. It's no, still eighteen. No, Statue no. rape is thirteen. You can't, you can't get married. So in which no, no, part no, no, of no. the country so, are we talking so, about? Okay, so different parts of Nigeria, different, different laws parts, yeah. apply. Different laws. Do you understand? But even with even even if everybody in Nigeria hears this conversation, I still believe there's something. This this internet thing. Mm-hmm. This this new thing. This this. This machine, this AI-driven machine, this mm-hmm. advert-driven world, these these this likes and and comments universe we live in, these metaverses that are being created, it's it's always gonna push the narrative. It's always gonna push our kids to believe in whatever narrative um, the machine no. wants no, them to I, believe in. I agree with you. You know, it's it's because, difficult. Like that's why I told you because like. Like they say, seeing is believing. You believe one thing which you've read in scripture, but you're seeing constantly a completely different thing. But that's the thing. Question everything, rate everything, disconnect from everything and ground yourself and always remind yourself of what is true. Because the truth never actually comes out screaming, right? The truth is very silent about his... The truth does not need to make noise. He doesn't need to make noise. Mm -hmm. He walks into the room. Everyone knows the truth, you know? But for you to constantly keep your eyes on the truth, block out the noise, right? Once in a while, just remind yourself that this thing is is disposable. You know, this is not. This is. So once in a while, just remind yourself how insignificant in the internet is, how insignificant your followers and your likes and your comments are, and remind yourself using the example of people who have been there, who have been at the top of it, 
think about someone that we're mentioning earlier, R. Kelly. R. Kelly was at the top of fame. He was on the on the lips of everyone who knew anything about music, even in the gospel world, right? Yeah, Storm is over was one of the biggest, yeah, was one of the biggest gospel songs ever. And he had gotten to the top, but because he ignored this and focused on this, look at his end and ask yourself, what's the cost of me choosing to, what's the cost, you know? So always keep things in perspective. Always remind yourself of the truth. I always say, reading the word of God can never get boring because as intimidating as light and darkness is, when you walk into a room and it's dark, it's so intimidating, you don't know where you are. Just a tiny flicker of light the whole place is illuminated and that's what the word of god does it just cuts through the bs yeah cuts through the noise cuts through everything and shows you listen this at the end of it this is this is what it is all right, and all just right. stick to that beautiful saint saint do you have any final thoughts before we close out the, the part about the word of god not being boring i have a joke for that too nice nice let's go have you read Leviticus and have you read Numbers? I love Numbers. Have you love no, you love the genealogy I love of numbers. everybody who's Do you ever know how been born sick it is? leading towards yes. David. I love Numbers. <laughs> numbers is not only about that. Numbers was like it was like census, wasn't it? Yeah. So all they did in Numbers was calculate the members of people in each tribe. Yeah. And it made you understand literally when you see these tribes go to wars and battles. Numbers is like your check reference point, right? Especially look at how tiny the Levites were and how important they were for God's work, how much God God used them. And they were the least in all the tribes. I think numbers has its significance. It's not boring, I promise you. You're just reading it. I like the perspective. I like the perspective you're you just... have on numbers. I have a completely different perspective <laughs> yeah, on numbers. Let's hear the joke. Let's hear the joke. No, that that was the joke. Like if you think have the, you the, the numbers. numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I love Leviticus. I use Leviticus in all kinds of arguments. So when people try to come, when people People try to come for me for um, tattoos and dressings. I use Leviticus against them because you're not meant to shave your hair, bro. Like you can't come for me for the chap for the verse that comes right before you shall not shave your head. So don't shave your head. Since I'm not allowed to draw on tattoos, don't shave your head. I need to see that beard. Mm-hmm. I need to see you take no shave November into your life. Like, <laughs> take it through your life. I, I love, love Leviticus. I, I love, love it. Leviticus is like a doom book. I feel like when I'm reading, I'm watching a thriller because he's like, if you do this, you shall die. Oh no, my you do this, you shall die. Legitimately, <laughs> you do this, that is Leviticus. You shall die. <laughs> do you want to hear something really interesting that they used to kill people for? Dishonoring your mother and your father. I'm telling you, you would that die. That was punishable by death. I was like, death. this was Nigerian. This these people were Nigerian because the parents wow. were like, I brought you into this world. <laughs> no. I'm gonna take you out. Why? <laughs> Nigerians, Nigerians take that one to heart. Yes. Nigerians take that one to heart. Take you out. Oh yeah, but no, dishonoring your father and your mother is one of the Ten Commandments. It's one of the moral laws. Yeah. And yeah. almost everybody broke that from the day they were born. Like, oh, why are you pooping? <laughs> Why are you? That's disrespect. That's disrespectful. That is straight You're up disrespect. You're allowing me to smell your feces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, straight up disrespect. All right. But on, on the terms of like um, promiscuity or premarital sex, again, right? If you can go find what Vodi said on it, it's amazing. Right? Sex is wonderful. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Just do it inside marriage. Right? Don't don't eat the cake before it's ready. Not you using cake. Uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, and you say I analogies just, don't translate. Uh, uh, I actually meant like an actual cake. Like mm-hmm. when you bake a cake, it's batter. And if you eat it too early, it, it doesn't it, taste it good. Doesn't and taste it will good. make you sick. 
That's right. Don't eat the cake too early. Wait for it to be baked and good before you eat it. I want to do over. <laughs> all, right, all right, guys, man. It's been a lovely episode. Thank you guys for coming out. Thank I mean, you. You guys have enlightened me um, in, and, and, and everyone in ways ways you can't even imagine you know i'm pretty sure somebody needed to to hear some of what you guys had to say and what we discussed about hopefully this helps someone out hopefully there's no baby dropped in an orphanage after you, they listen to this podcast <laughs> it is preferable to the alternative it is preferable to the alternative. Yeah. yeah yeah all right all right guys wait say real quick where can you find you instagram twitter well actually you can find me Company store, Jumbo Sports. Jumbo Sports? Jumbo Sports and on IGC Mbamalu. All right, guys, links will be in the description. Pearl, you want to close this out for us? Yes. Um, thank you all for listening and um, just in simple terms, zip up your panty until there's a ring on your finger. <laughs> Tune in again to the GHD podcast where we're dropping nuggets with the vibe. That's right. That's All right. right. That's and make right. sure you share this on every single platform your opportunity to be on. You're if not, here. you're not spreading the gospel. And that's against the, 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 this is the word of God we just discussed here. So if you don't share this podcast, you're a sinner. You heard it here first. That's right. You heard it here first. <laughs> guys, thanks so much for coming out. Disclaimer that's not how sin works. <laughs> that's not how sin works. Guys, nice one, guys. Thank you. <laughs>